uh, my family loves her, right? Like everything looks good from the outside, but that's not what it's about. It doesn't matter if all your best friends think the girl you're with or the guy you're with is the coolest person ever. It's a healthy job because yeah. it's providing for my lifestyle, yeah. but I don't feel good about it. Yep. When there's a disconnect between those two things, it's time to dig a little bit deeper and say, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Am I afraid that I can't get another job this good? Yep. Am I afraid of growing? Am I afraid of these different things? And really becoming clear, being real with yourself about what's going on. Welcome to the Face Your Freedom Show, where we talk all about creating a life of freedom, walking your own path, and pursuing your purpose. My name is Alan Howard. And I'm James Weston. We are two entrepreneurs best known for taking a leap off the beaten path and pursuing a life of freedom and self-discovery. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Face for Freedom podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host, James Weston, and Alan Howard, and today, I am stoked because we are getting into one of the biggest things that holds people back from freedom, and that is attachment. Attachment to a lot of different things. Attachment to outcome, attachment to people, attachment to jobs, to identities, a bunch of different stuff. And really what we want to look at in today's episode is how can you identify attachments you have in your life? How can you recognize that they're not serving you? And then what are the steps that you can start to use to get rid of those attachments and be more free? Yes. James, what do you think of when I say attachment? We talk about attachment. What comes to mind Attachment for you? is the opposite of freedom. Yes. Agreed. The more Agreed. attached you are to the more things you're attached to, the less free you are in life. For sure. 100%. Yeah. That's, um, and, and we talked a little bit about this, like obviously both what we do for work is we're really focused on helping people get more freedom in their job. Right. Um, but I think face your freedom as a podcast, it's even bigger than that. It's about how do you become free across your life? And part of that is understanding what are you attached to? What are the identities? What are the, uh, the, the societal norms or things you've grown up with that are holding you back? Yeah. Um, who are the people? Who are the people? Yeah, that's the biggest point probably. <laughs> um, and, and so what are those different things that are holding you back from freedom? And that's what we want to look at really when we talk about facial freedom is how can we become the best, most free version of ourselves to have an incredible human experience? And so um, let's get into it. What, what are you attached to, man? he's coming at me he's coming at me um so one of the things i've been recognizing lately is attachment to an identity of success so like um having success in my life and feeling like whatever i do i need to make it successful which if i actually dissect that that's really just attachment to an identity like I'm someone who's successful, so I have to make this successful mm. or fear of failure because fear of failure is then an identity. I failed. So it's an attachment to an identity of someone who doesn't fail. Maybe. So are you saying that we, we shouldn't care about success? Ooh, no, I definitely care about success. Okay. And I think, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to success is like, I'm going to do everything I can but then also recognize that the outcome is not in my control. It never is. Like whether it's in business, whether it's in the relationship. Um, and so if I can understand that, I'll put my best foot forward, I'll really work, but I can't control the outcome. I think that's... So it's like finding that fine line between the pursuit of success mm-hmm. and the attachment to success. Yes. Huh. 
Yeah, and I think the best way to do it, right, it's really hard to do it. I don't even know if I am ever good at doing this. <laughs> but the best way to do it is like I'm going to give it my all, but I'm also going to accept what happens at the end, right? Like I'm hiring candidates for my company right now. I'm going to do everything I can to find the best candidates that come through the door. Yeah. And then I'm going to accept from the group of people that I have that this is this is it. This is what I have to choose from. Mm -hmm. So do all of that work and then at some point have to say like, okay, let me let me accept what I have here. Let me let go. Yeah, let For go. Sure. That's it. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I kind of I kind of look at attachment like um the analogy that I like to use is like a hot air balloon, let's yeah. say, right? Like if you're in a hot air balloon and there's a bunch of bags of sand and there's like things tying you down to the ground and all that, that would be a form of different attachments that you have. Sure. And for each one that you throw off the edge, each you know bag of sand that you throw off the edge, you get a little bit lighter and you have the ability to rise a little bit further in life. Wow. Yeah. And the other the side of it is like, there's also certain things that like you need there that keep you balanced, right? So you just don't fly off you know, in for outer sure. space, right? <laughs> and so sure. it's really about like identifying, okay, what are the things that I'm attached to that are maintaining a healthy life and maintaining yeah. balance in my life yeah. and then what are the things that like i'm just blindly attached to that are really causing a lot of destruction and negativity in my mm. life and that's kind of what more what we're focusing on here we're not saying like detach from everything you know like yeah. i don't care about anything like whatever we're not saying that we're saying like identify the things that are holding you back because you're so attached to them what would those be for the, i guess common people the common people listening to this right like our common audience listener maybe just people in general what are some of those bags of sand that you've seen over yeah. the years hold people back? I'd say the biggest one is identity, mm. right? Like people have these different identities. Like if, if someone asks you like, what are you? Yeah. How do you respond to that? Do you say, oh, I'm an accountant or mm -hmm. oh, I'm a business owner or oh, I'm this? And I'm like, yeah, you may do those things. They may be a big part of your life, but is that who you are? Yeah. And, um, the, the real problem there is that it becomes limiting when you create an identity for yourself and you say this is the essence of me this is how i describe myself yeah. well you're creating a ceiling for what you can be because yeah. that's all you are i'm just a business owner i'm just a blank i'm just that whereas like in reality we're infinite we can do whatever we want in this world we really have the power to do incredible things and i don't want to put a ceiling on any of that by creating an identity for myself wow i love that yeah i really love that i as you were saying that, I thought of, uh, I, had a, I had a buddy come and visit me and uh, his identity is like, I'm the biggest guy in the gym. He's always had that identity, right? Nice. He's, he's ripped, he's, he's in shape and that was uh, his identity. It was so funny because we were working out and another dude showed up to the gym, it's so stupid, <laughs> bigger than him, no who could way. lift more than him and it was like, you just saw his energy just crash. like he was questioning his existence and who he is and how <laughs> valuable he is as a person. It was like wow. the rest of the day and the whole time we were there at the gym, it was like, I put my identity as the big guy at the gym and I'm not the big guy at the gym right now. So he was kind of rattled. And that goes to your point of like, that's a, that's a limiting identity that's yeah. holding him back because he's a lot more than that. Maybe that's a part of him, right? He likes physical fitness. He likes being in shape. But really that identity is like ego-based. Like, totally. I have to be the biggest guy at the gym. I have to have the biggest company or I have to, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it, it's so limiting to people and realizing that they're, they are more than that, which I think maybe leads to the question because it almost sounds like we're going in like a, a 
kind of a spiritual way there, but like, who do you feel like you are if you aren't James the entrepreneur? You know, this might be a cop out, but I don't think it's something that you can describe in words. I don't really want to describe myself in words, to be honest with you. Like, I think I'm a lot more than what you could put on a piece of paper, right? Or that you could describe about someone like, I have a lot of things that I do, but those are not the things that I would consider myself to be. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's cool, like the example that you're giving with, um, with your buddy at the gym, because a lot of times when we're so focused on an identity and we're so attached to this identity, the universe shows up and says, check this out. Yeah. Here's the bigger guy. Uh, yeah, here's the bigger <laughs> guy, dude. Like you're 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 attached to something that isn't real. Yeah, you're attached to something limiting, um, and that's the point where you have like a crossroad, and you're like, am I going to continue with this non-serving limiting identity, or am I going to say, okay, there's always going to be a bigger dude. Maybe mm-hmm. I should attach myself to something, or maybe I should detach from that and try and find something that I can rise higher with. Yeah, yeah, and I and I like that too because it also makes you flexible, right? Like the the only constant in all of our lives listening to this is change. Yeah. And if we're like, I'm this person, I stand for this. And like, I only, I'm only, I only vote Democrat or I only vote Republican. It's yeah. like, it's like, wow, that's very, very limiting in who, who you can be. And maybe you change as a person. And if you yeah. go really strong, like I've, I've known friends and even myself, I was vegan for a while who like went real hard on the vegan identity. Yeah. And then like they changed, they did that at 22 yeah. and now they're fucking 28 and they don't yeah. want to continue to be that, yeah. but they've they've put their ego so deep in the sand on that being their identity. It makes it hard. It's interesting to see like someone putting like vegan in their profile. Yeah. Like it just on their, like on their Instagram profile. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. So like the, the things that you eat every day are so attached to your identity that you want to like call yourself that to yeah. the world. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's very interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, the, I think a good way to understand what are those attachments in your life is how do you label yourself going to that example, right? Like what are the labels you use to describe yourself and then really going into those labels. Like for me, I brought up my earlier example of like the business thing. I label myself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let me dive into that and say like, what part of me labeling myself that is not serving to me where I have to keep that thing going, even if it's limiting me. Right, because the universe might have a completely different plan. I don't know, and I need to be able to be open to that, flexible. Totally. Yeah, a good example, like, in my life of that is, like, a few years ago, a good friend of mine was, like, hey, you're, like, super logical. Like, you're very much, like, you know, mathematical in your decision-making. Like, you're very logical in the way you come to things in life. And I was, like, yeah, I am that. Huh. And then that became, like, my identity. And I was, like, I make all my decisions logically, and I do that kind of stuff, and it's, like, that's one little tiny limiting aspect of life like that's a good quality to have but it's not a quality to take with you everywhere in life because if you're logical about all your decisions you're letting go of emotion you're letting go of feelings you're letting go of intuition you're letting go of all these other things that by being logical you're limiting all the other capacity of what it is to be a human yeah such a great point man that's awesome yeah one one other thing i thought of when when you brought up the question of someone saying like you know who are you or what do you do it's like immediately those type of questions are like kind of going into give me those labels that you identify with yeah and and it you know it, we're in february now in december i went to a couple christmas parties and it was like that type of conversation like what do you do yeah like it's the first icebreaker and i'm like <laughs> ah i hate that 
Um, and so what I would rephrase it as if someone said that, I'd be like, what do I do or what do I like, what do I do for fun? Right. I, you know, I'd rather tell you about that. And then that gets closer to who Alan is or actually who my soul is. Yeah. Um, then, then just saying like, oh, I, I do this thing for my work. And like, it, it was so funny when I went back home to the Bay area, that's where I'm originally from. And I went to actually a, a Christmas um, the last time I was there, I went to a party. I don't think it was Christmas with um, with my older brother mm. and his wife. And everyone there was just like those type of conversations, like this like identity, like let me rate you on a scale. Oh, you're you work you work in real estate, or oh, you're you know you're an investor. And it's like it was just the most boring conversation because everyone was just like trying to put forward their best little face of identity, and that you didn't really even get to know anyone. And I remember. In that conversation I was having with one of the guys, I was like, "What are you scared? What are you afraid of?" That's what you asked. Yeah, him. and it was so great. And he was like going into the conversation, and the whole time he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm this boss man. I run this company, all this stuff." And I'm like, "What are you afraid of?" And he was like, oh. "Stunned." <laughs> um, and he just like thought for a long time, and then we had a deep conversation. It was cool. It was yeah. the first dude I had connected with during that entire event, and uh, that's. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy getting past the attachment to a certain identity, and I think it's it's important for us. See, that's like what's so cool about like challenging things that you're attached to is because it really creates a space for you to grow. It really right. creates a lot of freedom where you're like, well, for the last four or five years, I've really identified myself as a digital marketer, yep. right? But now I'm going to try on a new hat, or maybe I'm going to just take that hat off and say, I'm figuring out what I like now. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like this ginormous amount of freedom in your life. Um, when you when you talk about attachment, right? I'd say in addition to identity, besides that, one of the most common things that people are attached to is other people, mm. right? And yep. of course, there's romantic relationships, there's friends, there's family, there's all that kind of stuff. I'd say the the strongest two are typically going to be family yeah. and romantic partners. Yep. You too? Yep. Agree? Yeah, 100%. So where is that healthy? Where is that cross the line to being unhealthy hmm. in terms of the level of attachment? I think it's more about where it comes from. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's the energy behind that attachment. Like the family one's interesting. One of the things I've, I'll answer your question, but a just kind of a side tangent on that. Like one of the things I've most appreciated about traveling is realizing how many of those like chains and they really are like chains holding that hot air balloon that come from our family. Like someone we both know, uh, a girl that's a Colombian here, like you see her chains from her family so bad. She's in her mid twenties and feels like I need to be married right now. And it's like, what? You don't, like, what does that life look like? Do you want what comes with that? Or are you just feeling that identity, right? right? That, that comes with it. And I see that so oftentimes like, it's different ages, right? Like in Colombia, it's like 25. You start feeling that pressure. Yeah, every family party yeah. you go to, like, yeah. where's your boyfriend? Where's your boyfriend? What's where's wrong? your fiance? What's You're not wrong there? with yeah. you? Like, is there something wrong with you? Okay. You? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so true. But then in like California, you see the same thing at like 30. So it's like five years later, but there's still that like pressure of like, that's an attachment, right? That's a, that's an attachment to the societal standard that you're now holding yourself to it's not normal for everyone to get married at that age and it's not normal for everyone to be in that life. And so that's like, when I look at family, there's, we all have those like unserving attachments that we have, or, you know, our family is this type of family. 
like we only vote Republican as a family. It's like, yeah, what? Like, everyone's unique. Everyone's different. How do, how does that make sense? So, um, it's good to be aware of those when it comes to the family. And I think travels really help me, and I think it can help a lot of people because you get out of those standards. Um, on the relationship one, when I think of attachment, it goes so quickly into like jealousy and control yeah. and fear. Um, the most attachment I felt in a relationship is when I had a partner who was super attached to me and then kind of controlling my behavior out of fear of losing me. Mm-hmm. And there's a reality, I think, in any relationship that jealousy is going to come up. But being aware of like, okay, what that's coming from me. It's not because my girlfriend's talking to the bartender who's really attractive or it's not because of this. It's, it's coming through me because I'm insecure about something. Let me dive into myself. Totally, totally. Taking two steps back to the um, the family part, I had a, a comment for that. Is yep. um, like I have I have a certain family member that lives like where I grew up, where I went to high school, and all that, and he's lived there his entire life, just about. Yep. And every time I go back, he's like, "When are you moving back?" You know, <laughs> and I'm just like, "I'll never move back because I've seen so many better places. Yeah. Like I've traveled enough to see like." there are way better cities than this city that I grew up in yeah. um, based on my own standards, sure. right? Based on what I care about and where I live. And I'm like, every time I come back, it's like this discussion where it's just like, you just don't understand how great it is here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you just haven't seen other places. That's yeah. why you think it's so great here. Yeah. You're attached to this place because you haven't been able to see other places. Sure. And I'm like, if you would just break your attachment to this place, even for six months and just live in another city yep. and see some other stuff, or be open to my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you might see a whole new world. You might see a whole new place where you can grow. For sure. That kind of for thing. For sure. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people that's a that's a big one. And there is that narrative, especially for people who are digital nomads or like location independent, right? You're off traveling and we enjoy doing that. And I come home and it's like I'm a little bit pulled because I love all my friends and family back at home, but I'm also like this environment not them but like the environment in the city i live in it doesn't serve me yeah just because i was born here it doesn't mean it's the right place for me to live it doesn't serve me it doesn't deserve serve the lifestyle i like um and i don't have to be identified like i don't my identity doesn't need to be someone from the bay area and i need to live in the bay area because i grew up there it's bullshit yeah totally i'm uh one of my next videos is uh on my, on my channel yep. is about how to decide where to live And the analogy that I use is like, imagine that you're a plant and the place that you choose to live, the city that you live in is your garden. Well, which garden is going to allow you to grow the best? Like, are you going to grow really good in the desert? Are you going to grow really good in, you know, a cold weather or that kind of stuff? Like you've got to consciously make a decision for yourself and say, what's the environment that's going to allow me to grow the best? Not what's the environment that I came from that I'm comfortable with that I'm attached to. Yeah. Because that's not what's going to help you grow. 100%, man. That's a, that's a really powerful analogy for that because yeah. that, that really is. We're all unique. And, and we try and, you know, like the marriage standard we talked about with, uh, with that friend of ours is like, it's probably not the right thing for you. Right, it's, it hasn't happened. The universe hasn't presented that person yet. Yeah, it doesn't want you. God doesn't want you right now to have that take place. So, like, what is right for you? Understanding that is is a lot more important than hopping into the marriage because you're 25 and everyone else is doing it. Totally. Yeah. So going back to the uh, the possessiveness within a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So I've found in my own relationships over the past five years or so, like I'm like way on the other spectrum, right? Yep. I'm like complete freedom 
do whatever do whatever you want be yourself meet whoever you want do all that kind of stuff like i do none of the possessive stuff none of the jealousy kind of stuff and um i don't know i almost like challenge in the sense that like you're saying every relationship is going to have a certain element of jealousy and i'd say like sometimes i'll get a tiny bit of like jealous feelings come up and i'm not sure if i'm quite suppressing them (laughs) or if i'm just like so deep in my belief that like if there's someone better out there for a girl that i'm dating then she should be with that person right and it's it kind of goes back to like the whole like give it your all and then let go yeah i'm like if i'm gonna be invested in excuse me invested into a relationship with someone well i'm gonna give the relationship all i can yeah and then if she goes and ends up with someone else what else am I going to do? Am I going to be upset about that? Like, am I going to feel jealous about that? It's like, that was probably what was meant to be. And what I think most people mess up on is they're like, I'm going to give the relationship 70% of my all. And then I'm going to take the rest of my all and I'm going to build a barrier around the relationship and I'm going to protect the relationship and I'm going to create a (laughs) moat and I'm going to ask her to, for pictures of where she is every day. I'm going to put a crocodile in that moat too. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, that's why they end is because you shift your focus from building the relationship to protecting the relationship. And then what happens? She's like, this, this isn't really serving me for sure, man. That's a, that's really powerful. I've experienced a lot of that moat building and, uh, I think when I was younger, I built a lot of those. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older um, in relationships, I've definitely taken on more of the standard of like, I feel that same way. If you find someone better, I'd rather have you find that person better now than us be at 45 yeah. with kids and then you find that person that's better, right? It's like, totally. it's so much, if there's a better person there, if I really did give it my all and there's a better person there, that's that's the way I think the person should go. Um, but I guess to your earlier point, I believe in any relationship, there's still going to be some jealousy that comes up. Mm. And, and there's still going to be some like fear, insecurities. But I think one of the cool things that brings depth in the relationship is being able to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say like, hey, I'm actually feeling a little bit this way. I'm not trying to tell you to change your behavior. I just want to bring it to the table so we can talk through it. Yeah, instead of suppress it. Yeah. Like the guy at work who keeps texting you at like 1130 at night and two in the morning it makes me feel a little bit weird we should talk about it i'm not going to tell you that like you can't speak with him but like let's have a conversation about it because it it feels weird to me and so for me that's kind of my standard in a relationship is like you're free to do what you want because i trust you right if i try and control you you're going to break free and then you're going to do that thing that i'm afraid of right so you're not going to wait until she falls asleep and put her finger on the phone You know, do the fingerprint and then look through it. Oh, open her eyes to the face ID works. <laughs> what, did, you, um, did you see that went around? Uh, some some uh, wife or something did that to her husband on the plane and freaked out so bad they had to ground the plane. No, <laughs> you didn't way. hear about that. No, I didn't. Hear yeah, about dude. That. She she like uh, she she like opened his phone with like the facial recognition yeah, or yeah. whatever it was, and uh, found some shit that he was cheating and freaked out so bad that they had to ground the plane. Wow. Yeah. Healthy, healthy. I don't know if that's true, but that's what that, I read. That, that might be some attachment. She might be attached to that relationship. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So. If I was on that plane, I would have been attached to arriving on my jet destination in time, though. So Yeah, that would have pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have been happy. No, that's, uh, that's crazy, man, because it's so funny. That happens so often in relationships, right? Because people think, I've invested all this time. I've put in all this effort. Like, I need to protect this asset. I need to protect this thing. And it's like... By doing that, you're only harming the relationship. You're only leading to 
that being an inevitability. But, but it's so logical. It's like, I built this. Yep. I'm going to protect it now. Yep. Right? But the problem is, where does the, the desire for protection come from? It comes from fear. It comes from lack. It comes scarcity. from lack of trust. It comes from scarcity. It comes from all this. It's like, yep. if you're a guy that knows, okay, I can get any girl that I want eventually, right? Yep. Not every day, but yeah. like you can do it, right? You're not going to find one girl and be like, oh my God, I have to protect this with my life. Yeah. This took me so long to find. Yep. You understand? Um, whereas like, you know, if, if you're the type of guy that is going to be like that, you're probably going to end up with a girl that you don't actually want. For sure protecting that with your life because that's probably all you can believe you get and you're living in a hell a prison of trying to protect that a prison of fear of scarcity of like i can't have this thing fuck up i can't have johnny from work bang my my girlfriend right (laughs) like it's it's really a miserable place to be yeah so how does someone break that first off identifying it yeah and coming to terms with it Right. So like, how do you identify things that you're attached to? Mm. Right. I think the biggest breadcrumb is fear. Yeah. Right. What else? Fear. And where are you sacrificing yourself for a relationship or for a business or for something else as well? I don't think it's just relationships. Right. I think Mm. where are you kind of sacrificing yourself too much? Yeah. So it's like an addiction. Yep. Yeah. So you're going out there and you're sacrificing your relationships, your time, your health in order to get this drug yep. per se. And the drug is the thing that you're attached to. And scared of losing. And scared of losing. Yeah. And that, that goes that goes in business as well, right? Something you created. Maybe your app you built is failing and you're trying too hard. <laughs> you're giving it CPR and the market is telling you this is not working. Yeah. And you're just like going and going but if you were able to let it die who knows what would regrow right it's like you look at a tree in the forest um our our buddy gary always talks about this he's like an old tree dying in the forest it falls down right it seems like oh this is so destructive this big tree came down it's so sad but from that tree all of these new seedlings grow all this new life comes out of that and that only happens because the tree fell yeah so let go let go yeah let go of that attachment let go of that control um you know one of the biggest things that my mentor that i that i work with has been talking to me about is like alan realize you're not in the driver's seat you're not the universe is god is you can do as much as you can and then let go of the outcome you're not in the driver's seat you can't control it yeah that's so powerful me too man it really is it's uh powerful to say it it's really hard to live it yeah but i like that philosophy of just like how do you let go? Because like the way that I've always found the way out of attachment is number one, identify where you're attached to. For sure. Number two, the way out is really finding a way to trust. Yep. And the way to trust is like give something your all, do everything you possibly can, and then be okay with whatever outcome happens. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the hardest things to do really. Yeah. And like, you know, an example of that would be recently I passed off a lot of my like content distribution to someone on my team. Yeah. So essentially like I produce all the content, make sure it's all what I want it to be. And then actually distributing across all the social media platforms takes a lot of work. Yep. Right. And I've been doing that myself because I've been afraid that it won't get done right. 
yep. that it won't, you know, everything's not going to end up at the right links and to the right, you know, all that kind for of sure. stuff. And it was super scary for me to pass that off because I didn't want it to go bad. And yesterday was the first day that I was like completely hands off, wow. launched, launched an episode and just like whatever. And it didn't go right. Yeah. It went like 85% correct. Sure. There was a couple links that were messed up that went to the wrong spot and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we fixed them quickly. Right. But like, I realized I was like, I was so afraid to let go of something that really at the end of the day, the outcome didn't matter that much. Mm. Like, if it worked 100% or it worked 85% or if it worked 50% or if it didn't even work, yeah. nothing really that bad is going to happen yeah. at the end of the day. Wow. Wow. And that's really powerful, that ability for you to let go of that, right? That shows your growth. You're living this. You're saying like, hey, I need to not be attached to this outcome. I need to do all I can and put it to other people's hands, which really is about delegation and a team. And that's how you do grow. And create a bigger bigger personal economy if you're managing everything you're not going to create a bigger personal economy yeah that's it it's funny i did a uh i did an exercise with uh with my business partner in the real estate business recently and we wrote down every single task within the business yep. everything on the marketing side everything on the customer acquisition side every single minute task and then we put down who does the task mm. and it was like 150 tasks. It took like two or three hours to write all this down. And the purpose of the exercise was to get clear about what are the roles that he's filling? What are yep. the roles that different employees are filling? And then which roles are not being filled and the ball's getting dropped? Yep. And what was really cool is that once we did it, we saw his name was next to 75 or 80% of the tasks in the business. Wow. And I'm like, no wonder you don't have any time. No yeah. wonder you're not able to focus on other things. You are doing so much on a daily basis. Um, and really you just got to learn how to delegate those things, you know? And so that was really cool to actually visually see that because if you don't see it, you can't detach from it. Yep. Yep. That actually might be a cool exercise for everyone outside of business is just say like, what are the things, let me write down the things that I'm currently aware of that I'm attached to in my life. Yeah. My position at my job, my relationship, my identity around X, Y, Z, you know, it's like, my find dog a, yeah find all the my dog my <laughs> my uh my my pet snake that i take on the plane right like wh whatever those things are that you're attached to and like start to identify that and, and really realize what is the root of that attachment and it usually comes back to like fear of loss and scarcity which ultimately comes down to a story of like i can't get another girl as pretty as jenny or i can't meet another guy as cool as dave or i can't get a job this good or yeah like oh my gosh man so many people in their nine to five jobs believe that story. I can't get a job this good. And yeah. it's absolute BS because you have that job, which means you can get another one like it. Yeah, or better. Yes. Totally, yeah. totally. What else do we want to cover on this? Or maybe what are some actionable steps that people can take from, from this episode? I like that idea. Yep. Definitely like making a list of them. Um, once you have that list, I would say look at it and say, which ones are healthy and which ones are unhealthy? Which ones feel good? And which ones don't feel good? Yep. That's two different questions, by For the sure. way. Logically, they might seem healthy, but emotionally, they don't feel very good. Mm. Like you may be like, okay, I have this this great job where I'm making six figures a year. Yep. It's a healthy job because yep. it's providing for my lifestyle, yep. but I don't feel good about it. Yep. When there's a disconnect between those two things, it's time to dig a little bit deeper and say, what am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. What's going on there? 
Am I afraid that I can't get another job this good? Yeah. Am I afraid of growing? Am I afraid of these different things? And really becoming clear, being real with yourself about what's going on. Yeah, and really realizing that like I deserve to have it be good across the board. Yeah. I deserve to have it feel good, it be good, enjoy it, all of that. And that's it in everything. Like this is a big one in relationships. My family loves him or uh, my family loves her, right? Like everything looks good from the outside, but that's not what it's about. It doesn't matter if all your best friends think the girl you're with or the guy you're with is the coolest person ever. How do you feel? Right, exactly. That's dope, man. Totally. Good cool. stuff. So yeah, identify, identify where you have fear uh, when it comes to identity. I'm, I'm really curious as to what people come up with. I think that would be a really cool exercise for those people who have made it to this far in the episode. Yes, I'm talking to you who's listening right now. <laughs> Leave us a comment. Let us know. What are those things that, that you've identified with maybe in the past? Sometimes it's hard to say like, hey, I'm currently identified with this. Yeah, I'm attached um, to this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us about some stuff that you've been attached to in the past. Love that. That'd be awesome. Or currently, if you're bold enough. Yeah. Be bold. Yeah. And then I, and I want to talk about too, um, you know, you said that your theme for this year is balance. Yep. And I love that. I think it's so cool. Um, if I had to say it, I would say minus trust. Mm. And that's something where like I kind of identified last year that like I don't trust things as much as I could. And I don't mean just like trust other people, just like that. I'm talking about like trusting myself, mm. trusting the world that I live in, trusting the universe, trusting this divine energy that we have inside of us, trusting my abilities, trusting other people, yeah. all of that. And I'm like, if I could get to a place where like I just automatically trust all of those things, well, that creates a ginormous space for creating wow. and for love and for doing all these other things that I really want in my life. And I'm like, when I'm second guessing all of those things, I'm second guessing myself, second guessing the universe, second guessing whether the world's out to get me or it's here for me, all these yeah. different things. Well, it takes all of my mental energy away from creating what I want to create. And so I was like, if there's one thing I could accomplish this year, it's to really become someone that truly does trust all of those things wow. so that I can focus on doing all the things that are capable, that are possible when you trust all those things. Dude, you know? that's incredible because what, what you're really saying is like, I'm removing or I'm working to remove the fear that really takes up so much of our human existence, right? Our energy. Uh, am I going to mess this up? Are they not going to like this? You, you, when we've talked before, you brought up an example about like at a party, you're meeting someone, right? For the first time. And the whole time you're thinking like, do they like me? Do they think I'm interesting? Like, yeah. like if you let go of that, how much more space is there? What you're saying for like love and creativity Creation. and all of that. So that's um, a very, very powerful theme, bro. It's yeah. awesome. Cool. Good stuff, man. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back to you uh, next week. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll figure it out. We got Brittany on the podcast. Oh, we do. That's yeah. right. Hell yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's going to be epic. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Literally. It's going to be fun, guys. Thanks so much for watching. We will see you next week. Peace. All right. Peace.